dare we open Pandora's mystic box? To every generation, a slayer is born, except this time, there were six. This is the dimension of imagination. You are entering the mystic zone. Do you ladies see that aura? Something wonderful this way comes. Welcome to the Mystic Order Podcast. I'm Mystic Mary. And I'm the Queen, Gail. And I'm Mystic Joanne, the Mystic Defender. And I'm Mystic Margie, the Mystic Illuminator. We are down a couple of mystics tonight. Mystic Katie has run off with Lyle Lovett. Who is Lyle Lovett? Oh my God, he's great. (laughs) Since we will be talking about hair tonight, (laughs) Lyle Lovett has the most amazing head of hair on one male human being and it's how does he look in jeans oh it's not bad it's pretty good excellent yeah. he's, he's old, a long tall texan okay. yeah he's kind of got a pompadour mm-hmm. yes yeah uh, but that's i mean very popular right now a pompadour that is three miles high oh, I don't but he has always had a pompadour exactly he was married to julia roberts once upon a time yes oh. i remember is that, that his only marriage mm, i don't know i don't really know did his, they have tall children i don't think they had any children well, we're, we're getting off track. We are. Oh, we are. We, well, he's got hair. <laughs> he's got hair. We haven't even made it around our, our what our subject is. Introduction. Okay. Right. okay. Yes. Which is Marion's subject. Well, Which Mystic Marion is not here because she's got dog duty because it is storming in Alabama and she has to stay home with her 56 dogs who are all nervous in storms. Well, just the one. Those one Grim. He gets very upset when it storms. Do you think if she'd named him something besides Grim, he'd do better? She, he probably should have named him Rainbow or something He's like that. He's named after a fantastic uh, character in Harry Potter. Well, we promised Mary and we would just postpone the podcast. but We lied. We lied. And we're just going <laughs> to do it anyway. And she's the one that had prepared for this podcast. So if it gets a little disjointed, more so than usual, we're going to say that's why. And we'll also, be off, We'll be off the air if we get more disjointed than usual. No kidding. I do want to mention we're doing this at my house. And I have three yapping dogs. And someone will be entering the house soon. So when you start hearing dogs yap, um, just go with it and, and enjoy. Or we'll t- edit it out. Yeah. Or best we can. This is the other thing I'd like to say about our two missing mystics. It's the first Wednesday, and we don't usually podcast on the first Wednesday because that's the day. It's a sacred Wednesday. It's a sacred day, and we meet yes. the first Wednesday of every month. And if you can't come, uh, someone close in your family better have died, or you might have a doctor's excuse. So I'm Or not you sure. have dog duty. A dog duty. I, I guess Lyle Lovett, from your description of Lyle Lovett, is an excused absence. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, what's she doing with Lyle Lovett anyway? Dating him? No. I, I think he's singing and she's watching. Where is he singing? Atlanta. Oh. Oh, is he at the ATL? He's at in Atlanta. Atlanta. Wow. Okay. All right. So our, our topic today is hair. And Marion chose the topic she did and i'm looking at her outline and on her outline her first her first order of business is that we could discuss the virtues and powers of people that are said to reside in their hair what do y'all think of that well as you well know and 
I did not understand that I had this mystic power until the mystics um, gave it to me or showed it to me, but I can grow my hair at will. And so I think that's a powerful... <laughs> and the thing about it that I like is when you go out in your little black dress, so you grow your hair to your shoulders and put it up in a French bob as if you're Grace Kelly. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or cut it off if you want to be working out in the field all day long. Yeah, I, we didn't give you that. You, we just pointed it out that it's your mystic <laughs> you, superpower. You do have amazing and hair. I was going to say, and isn't that the way that you don't realize what you have until other people point it out because you take it for granted? Mm-hmm. But hair, yes, especially in women, is something that is just, it is what her crowning virtue. Mm-hmm. Well, about? my husband has long hair. Yes. He hasn't cut it since college, and he's now almost 72. Well, he just snips off the ends. He wears it in a little bun. I was going to say, it's awfully short if he a hasn't man cut bun? it since. He has a man <laughs> bun. But it's very popular with some people. <laughs> I guess that would be me. I noticed after I started taking a certain medicine that my hair started falling out, which can't be because uh, I'm so cute. I don't think I'd be cute ball, and it'd be hard to chase me in. So I started taking collagen. Mm-hmm. I put it in my coffee in the mornings, and I've got more hair now than I had last year. So oh, cool. That I recommend weird. collagen to you oh, there we go. people out there. I put a scoop in my coffee every morning. You can't taste it. It doesn't ruin the coffee. Mm. And I'm coffee particular. So other things that can cause your hair to fall out are stress. Oh, yeah. Old yes. age. Absolutely. Age. Low thyroid. Changes oh. in diet. Drugs. Drugs. And or a lack of diet, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, there. I, I recently bought two wigs. Oh, you were going to bring I them. I was going to bring the you wigs. I forgot. Just for fun to oh. see what my hair would look like. What's totally the disease white. where you pull your hair out? Oh, that is a disease. I forget what that's called. A there's pe- one where you lose uh, it, and then there's pe- another one. Uh, Alopecia is when you don't have it. Yeah, but when it you just pluck falls it out. out, that's different. That's, yeah, I've known children. They become very, very stressed. They start playing with the hair and then pulling it out when until I they had have a bald children spot. that's when I started pulling mine out well, yeah <laughs> so let's so do y'all think that you could come up with some famous um, or literary famous Samson. women Samson Samson well he's not a woman but yeah the Samson Delilah story comes to mind um, I only mention that because it's the only one I know yeah you, oh but au contraire you know Lady Godiva well let's go back to Samson and Delilah <laughs> because they show up in pop songs do y'all yeah. remember the story? Oh, I know the story, but I don't remember the pop song. Samson, of course, was a Jewish boy, and he had his um, long locks. When he was born, He was uh, his, it was told to his mother that she should never cut his hair. and so. But he fell in love with Delilah, and she sweet-talked him into finding out what the, the he was very powerful, what the secret of his strength was, and finally, you know... She gave she, in. She Delilah tricked him was, several times. She yeah. tied him up and all kind of things. Did she do oh, the yeah. dance of the seven veils? No, no, no. No. She was just, was she was just she honey baby. She said, she pulled the classic. She goes, if you really loved me, <laughs> you would tell me what your the power is. She, and then she went and told the Philistines. Mm-hmm. And so while he was sleeping one night, she cut all his hair off. And he was weak as a kitten. But then he just still brought down the building, right? Well, it's because they didn't <laughs> keep cutting his hair. <laughs> they blinded him, and they thought that, He you had know, your gift. Yeah. This is a terrible story. It is a terrible <laughs> story. This is why I generally don't read 
from that particular book. Well, I mean, from <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> um, but he did get his revenge in that um, they treated him. Is this in the him. book of Lamentations? No, it is in the book of Samuel, I believe. <laughs> um, but they they treated him badly, treated him as a court jester. And um, so he was in the court one day when he realized that his hair had grown and he had his strength back, yeah. and he asked one of them to bring him to one of the pillars, one of the young boys, I think. And so he stood between two of the pillars, and he pushed the pillars out, and the whole court collapsed on the people in it. That's what's happening right here in America today. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I decided I would check the Google for some hair references in the Bible, and I found some interesting ones. Would y'all like to hear them? Sure. Yes. And unfortunately, when I printed them, they didn't all print out. So I think this is from First Corinthians, but I'm not sure if, if my husband were here, he could tell me. Maybe Joanne can. So here's a good one. For if a woman does not cover her head, she might as well have her hair cut off. But if Paul, it is a disgrace for a woman <laughs> to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, then she should cover her head. And that, you know, for years... Well, you see it in the Muslim communities now, and that's where, that's Paul. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's the Apostle Paul. Yes, Paul. And um, he also says, though, it's shameful for a man to have long hair. That's right. That's right. Let's but women should have long hair. <laughs> so if you're going to follow Paul, yes, you know, a lot of people choose Paul to be upset about I particular things. I was about Paul, oh, please. personally. I yeah. liked Peter and Mary. <laughs> Like Paul and Mary. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Right. we liked them three together, but <laughs> well, I like this one also from First Peter, um, whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. So, in other words, we ain't supposed to be fixing our hair up all pretty and wearing and jewelry. Yeah. But you know, so that, again, like I said, picking that's, and choosing. That is very, very much, though, the Muslim idea. You know, women are to cover their hair, and mm-hmm. some countries and religions believe they should be covered from head to toe. But that goes back to a woman's, you know, uh, crowning glory was her yeah. hair, and they said that, you know, if you had to cover it when you were in church, or else you would distract others that mm-hmm. would be looking at your beautiful hair. But you know, we got our rights now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do? Yes. <laughs> and we're going to keep them. <laughs> not all of us. I'm just going to say that a lot of people that are going around quoting Paul are also not covering their hair when they go into church. Exactly. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, well, and good. let me tell you that the Catholic Church had you cover your hair until Vatican II. I liked those lace uh, shawl-like Doilies. looking Those, things. The yeah. mantillas, yeah. Or, and we used to wear, and it got so silly, actually, because, you know, you go from covering your head to when you're praying, covering your head when you're praying, to we had the mantillas, which were pretty and lacy, and then you had a short little cap thing that looked like a yarmulke gone wild that was made uh-huh. out of lace, right. a chapel veil. What's that called in, in Europe? A fascinator. Oh, no, that's the little thing that sticks out. <laughs> that's what they wear to the Oscars or something. Right. Yes. But then it got the to derby. where literally the nuns were pinning Kleenex. If you forgot your chapel veil, the nun would pin a Kleenex <laughs> to the top of your head. I know God does not want that. I know he does not want that. And so in Especially Vatican II, they said, oh, forget it. 
you know, go with, go with, go with the flow. I had a um, nephew get married to an, uh, an Aussie and all the women went out to, we were in uh, Santa Barbara, some shop in Santa Barbara and bought fascinators for the wedding. (laughs) I think I remember seeing that. They're kind of cute. They are cute. They are cute. And definitely you shouldn't wear them in church because they would definitely distract. <laughs> they are boing. But they do there. wear them to church in, in uh, England and London for sure. Well, Marion had a list of other uh, literary references, but I'm not going to go into those. I'm going to leave those for her to talk about. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll In abstentia? Yeah, she can. She can. She can talk you about you might mention them, and then but people I, can I'm look them up. I'm just going to mention the interested. one I know about and remember is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite books. Their eyes were watching God, which I keep beside my bed. Yeah, Janie, the main character's hair is always well, is frequently mentioned. She's walking down the street, and they talk about her long braids and her hair. So I think that her hair is a symbol of her strength as well yeah. in that story and her independence. Oh. oh, good. Is there a politically incorrect song from Harris? Oh, the my greatest, God, there's so it's many. It's the greatest <laughs> musical ever. There's oh. so many. Um, Give me a head with hair. There's a song called oh, White Boys and a song called Black Boys. Yes. And I brought White Boys because it's a little bit less politically incorrect as the other one, but they're great songs. Yes, they are. But it says, White Boys are so pretty. Mm. And a black uh, singer Girl is singing, singing it. This. Right, right. Skin as smooth as milk. White boys are so pretty. Hair like Chinese silk. White boys give me goosebumps. White boys give me chills. When they touch my shoulder, that touch that kills. (laughs) Well, my mama calls them lilies, and I call them piccadillies. My daddy wants me to stay away. I say, come on out and play. White boys are so groovy. White boys are so tough. Every every time they're near me, I just can't get enough. <laughs> ah. Well, what's the Black Boy song? They're delicious. I didn't bring it. My other top, well, my top favorite song of all these songs in the Hair album, and I think I might have mentioned this to y- y'all before, but it's called um, I Met a Boy Named Frank Mills. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love that song. And um, I brought... The lyrics, but it's <laughs> can you sing? And now she'll the sing them. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't sing, I can barely talk. But, um, I met a boy named Frank Mills on September 12th, right here in front of the Waverly. But unfortunately, I lost his address. He was last seen with his friend, a drummer. He resembles George Harrison of the Beatles, but he wears his hair. Tied in a small bow at the back. (laughs) I love him, but it embarrasses me to walk down the street with him. He lives in Brooklyn somewhere and wears this white crash helmet. He has gold chains on his leather jacket, and on the back is written the name Mary. And Mom and Hell Angels, I would gratefully appreciate it if you see him Tell him I'm in the park with my girlfriend, and please tell him Angela and I don't want our $2 back. Just him. 
Um, <laughs> now that's um, a great line. I, 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 and I don't want our two dollars back. Just I saw hair in London in 1969. Oh, Did wow. you? Yeah, with yeah. my friend Marit. Um, shout out to Marit in Bishop, California, who now goes by Lynn. We were spent the summer in Europe, and it was amazing. And yes, there was quite a bit of nudity. All I was over just the theater. Ask. Oh yeah, it was like, whoa, they can do yeah, that here. Aquarius they were the nude. Beautiful they had song. hair. Yeah. I saw the movie. I didn't see the play. In the movie, the cameras walking around her, moving around her. I guess. Did y'all see the movie Hair? Many mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the devotees. Beautiful song. Yeah, I, and the car takes off and flies. And the like in in. I just passed you those uh, oh. list of songs. I don't know if you remember any of them. From yeah, when they when um when the play began, I do remember that they they jetted in on ropes from the balcony. Oh, these wow. nude men and women oh all over Lord. the audience. That was in <laughs> 1969, and people were like. Whoa! <laughs> but as they were singing the dawning of the age well, of Aquarius, yeah, and that's um, one of my favorite, the age of Aquarius. Well, and of course, hair, long, beautiful hair, the, Shining, the hair gleaming, streaming, flexing, waxing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a great musical. For yeah, sure. we will not all burst into song and start singing. No, hair, I but wish I we could. could. It was one that we listened to over and over and over and over ago in high school. I don't know what our rights are to do for like a soundtrack with it. We could we have a couple of seconds, but you know we always make these promises that we're going to do these links, and we never do. But um, anybody listening can quickly go to Spotify and pull up the hair soundtrack, the original cast recording, very easily if you want to listen. I know. I wonder do um, our young people today do they know? What the hair album is? No, my personal children do, and that's all I can claim responsibility for. I well, think Jeremy. my kid's a music freak, so I guess he does. He I'm sure he does. Yeah, and Rivers probably knows every word to every song too. Yeah, because they revive things all the time, and you know, recently Jesus Christ Superstar was. Yes. Out again. Whenever yeah. I I used to do an estate <coughs> sale, if I saw some albums, some. Uh, uh, vinyls, as they say now, that I thought might be worth something. Instead of sitting there and looking them all up, I'd put them on the floor and take pictures of them and send them to Rivers, and he'd mm-hmm. tell me about them and tell me about the price, and I didn't have to look them up. Well, I did this about three weeks ago, and he sends me a list back of the ones he wants me to buy from my company <laughs> to send to him. <laughs> so, He's your only baby boy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good one. He is a good one. Well, I just watched a short uh, 45-minute adaptation of a short story. Um, the short story is Bernice Bob's Her Hair by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Do y'all, are y'all familiar with that? Or I'm not. No, I don't Tell know us. It. Well, I had just seen a um, bunch of Robert Altman movies, and I was getting obsessed with, um, oh, I was so obsessed with her, I can't think of her name at the moment. Someone. Um, Shelley oh, Duvall. Yes, Shelley Duvall. Oh, so right. one of my friend's reminded me of that movie which I'd never seen and she plays Bernice and Bernice goes to visit her cousin and this is a roaring 20s these are young girls roaring 20s setting and the Bernice is very unattractive and her cousin is giving her lessons in how to be more attractive and and get more attention and so they tell folks that Bernice is going to bob her hair and everyone's very interested in that because it was quite rebellious and um, she ends up kind of getting tricked into actually doing it. Oh, and dear. I'm going to just go ahead and be, do some spoilers here because um, 
I won't be watching it. So because, yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> so in the movie, that's pretty much, well, she gets her hair bobbed, Bernice, and, and, she, and she looks horrible. It's terrible. It's a big mistake. And the guys that had been interested in her are no longer interested in her. And so as revenge, she sneaks over in the middle of the night and cuts off her cousin's <laughs> braid, her cousin who had you know, kind of tricked her into doing it. And as she's walking, she's packed up her bags and she's leaving in the middle of the night to go home and she throws the braid into a car. Well, in the book, she, or in the short story, she yells something about being scalped. You're scalped. Because it turns out she's part um, Indian. Oh. So <laughs> I thought that was interesting that they left that out in the movie. It's not like it was um, politically incorrect at that time. But that it was in the story. Anyway, it's a delightful story and a delightful movie. But one of the things I noticed was at the end, uh, at the, every night the girls would sit and braid their hair while they talked. And it made me think again of the strength of hair. Oh, yeah. And showing the girls every night talking and braiding their hair was very symbolic of having that long hair and having their strength and how cruel it was of her cousin to trick her into cutting off her braid. You know, but even. I, and I'll tell a story about my sister Carol. She never had her hair cut. She had very fine hair, and it was very curly. And she let it grow right down to her knees. And when she was 13, she saved all of her babysitting money and went downtown and got a bob oh. and came back. And no one knew that she was going to do it. My father was devastated. He loved that hair, but she... And Carol has kept her hair that short ever since. You've got to tell her to watch that What'd movie. What'd she do with the hair? Um, well, back then you didn't donate it. I guess it just sat on the, the beautician's uh, floor. Ha- have you ever heard of a hair receiver? It's Excuse me? a hair receiver. Mm-hmm. It sits on a dresser, and it looks like a powder puff holder. They're usually, most mm. of the time, they're uh, porcelain or ceramic. There are a lot of uh, made-in-the-pond hair receivers, which... Nippon is Japan, and after uh, the... Before World War II. Well, before 1921. Okay. You had to put... uh, After 1921, you had to put Japan on it. Every country did, but um, not put Japan on it, their country. (laughs) And so it would say uh, Germany, you know, on the German ones. But anyway, this is a hair receiver, and it has a little hole in the top, and so when women would... Uh, sit at their dressers and comb their hair. Then they take the hair out of their brush or their comb and put it in the hair receiver. And then when they got enough, they put the hair receiver in a net and they'd wear it under their hair. So when you see these hairstyles with the big poofs mm-hmm. on each side, there's hair receiver hair. Does it, Princess Leia? Did she have hair receivers on each side? She did. They probably they probably did hers out of plastic. But <laughs> she had those little whorls on yes. the yes. side, yes. which is very typical of, uh, I think, well, Puebloan Indians. I think the Hopi yes. that hairstyle is very oh, much. And you, they they did when um, uh, the white men were you know t- supposedly taming the Indians. They cut off their their hair. You know, because their hair was their power, too. Yes. And they would cut off their braids and, you know, make them quit speaking their language and stuff. So, Well, I have a fun fact that I'll present as a pop quiz. Uh Uh-oh. Because we're talking about the strength of the braided hair. So, uh, hair is very strong. 
as we know, and, and if you were to weave together all the hairs on a typical head of hair, it could hold the weight of A, two horses, B, two elephants, or C, two full-sized wolves. I'm going with the elephants. I'm going with the wolves. Okay, I'll do the horses. Okay, <laughs> ding, 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 Gail is the winner. <laughs> so here's some numbers for you. What, what's my present? Love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got that. A typical head of hair is about 100 to 150,000 strands, and if woven together, it could support the weight of about two elephants. Wow. Fascinating. That one that just choked amazing. you up. It did. It That's choked me up. I used to know, you You guys knew my friend Betsy, and um, she, her dad would pick her up by her hair. It was so Ow. thick. Ooh. It didn't hurt. She was not, you know, some people are tender-headed and some people are not, and she was not. But he could pick her up by her hair. It was I that strong. I think he should be reported to social services. Well, wow. he should have been reported 60 years ago. <laughs> 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 well, when I thought about what I would, when uh, Marion let us know that the topic was hair, I thought to myself, I have absolutely nothing to say about hair. And then I started thinking about it, and I've got lots of things to say about hair. But my top favorite thing is to talk about beauty parlors for this podcast. (laughs) And I wanted to um, talk about two things I heard in the beauty parlor. And I think I've actually said one of these on a previous podcast. But... um, the the women I went to, we ca- they called themselves girls. The girls I went to were flashy and and dashy, but unlike me. But well, are you describing walk- them? You're not telling their names, are you? Not yet. <laughs> flashy but and dashy. I walk into the and I sit down and I look around and the beautician that doesn't do my hair is gone. She's always there, and her name was Jackie. And I said, um, "Where's Jackie?" and Everybody chimed in and said, she's at the funeral parlor fixing one of her favorite client's hair. <laughs> and I said, is, is she dead? And they all said, not Jackie, but Ms. Ledbetter, she's stone dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, they do this? And she said, yes, but her family put her in the ugliest baby blue dress ever. And then Linda piped up with when I die I want you girls to make sure they put me in a size 6 Calvin Klein jean (laughs) and my hairdresser Billy said but Cheryl Earl we can't get you in a size 10 warm and wiggling much less (laughs) dead (laughs) (laughs) well you know beauty parlors have been the, the center of a lot of great um literature one of marion's suggestion was the the petrified man and that takes place in a beauty parlor um by who by who um it was written by eudora welty and um she i mean it's an interesting book about the beautician talking is it about a book or a short story it's a short story um about um her new friend and the lady in the chair is always like poo-poo and all of this, but the petrified man, they're talking about the, the petrified man who's a freak, and the show that is 
come to town and he just gets more and more petrified well they find out that actually he's a guy who is wanted and there's a reward for him and the friend realizes it and takes the reward and the the hairdresser is very upset about that how does one get more and more petrified well he doesn't it's an act it's a freak show and he's pretending <laughs> so to become petrified how does one petrified. pretend to be petrified but the true petrified man is the client's husband because she just keeps talking about what Herman does this and Herman does that and how she has petrified him so how do they petrify new orleans well, you know, the people just stand really, really, really still. Oh, right. I see. Little frozen <laughs> people, see. and you throw money at them. Stiff, and, yeah. Yeah, they, but they're the, like petrified. Yeah, remember that uh, Turnaround Sam? It was a Tom Robbins book. This guy, mm-hmm. they never, he rotated 360 degrees in a day, but nobody ever saw him move. Of course not, because <laughs> that's pretty slow. Isn't it just Turnaround Sam? Like, no, I think it was Skinny Legs and All, or... Oh, yeah, I read uh, that book, but I don't remember that. Or maybe it was Jitterbug Perfume, one of those it was in, but... Um, hairdressers are have always been a really central part of my life uh-huh. because I color my hair and right now I go to Charlene Owens who is just absolutely wonderful uh, she's at Circus in Atlanta I make my trip to see Charlene she cuts a lot of famous people's hair including me ooh, ooh, la la. Yeah, ooh la la but who, she whose hair does she cut that's famous um, Scott Peacock Chef Scott ooh. who lives in Marion Alabama we met there and she said, here's another person from Alabama <laughs> who comes to get your... She used to be a rock star. And, um, you know, she knew the Indigo Girls and stuff. I mean, she knows them. Ooh. And so she cut all those people's hair. So uh, she's she's a great stylist. But before that, I had Mahim, who was from all... Well, actually, originally from Iran. Our daughters were best friends. She ran Hair It Is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And okay, she cut is. and colored my hair forever until she moved to L.A., what color what? does she color your hair? I bet our audience wants to she know. She colored it uh, brown, dark brown. But in the front of my hair, I have white, like white bangs. How and those are natural. How did she do that? She didn't color the white. She just <laughs> colored the rest. Have you ever had anybody make a mistake and color the white? No. They really fire them? No. They, you know. <laughs> Before Mahim, when I lived in Atlanta, I had William, who was wonderful. Our birthdays were one day apart. And then before that, Scott Cole's brother. And Scott Cole was a famous hairdresser. So all these people, I mean, my hair isn't all that great, but I've always gone to good people <laughs> to get my hair That's done. That's a trick. <laughs> if you don't have great hair, spend money. <laughs> yeah. Joanne doesn't have to do that. I don't know I, what I was going to say. <laughs> the last time I went to a hairdresser was, let's see. Where How does I? your hair get Almost short? Do you just wish it short? Yeah. Just Oh, right now, it's giving me, I can't do that right now. It's giving me a headache. Um, but, yeah, you just. She well, was sitting over there because they couldn't see what you were doing, but she was sitting over there concentrating really hard trying to trying ungrow to her hair, and it gave her a headache. <laughs> well, we had a doll when we were little Chrissy, and she had a thing on her back. You could twist it, and her hair would grow, mm-hmm. and you could do something with her arm. That is would, so warped. It was, it was just like Joanne. Oh, th- this is time for another fun fact. Ready? Yeah. Ready. ready for your quiz? Typical. We're not talking about Joanne and also Mystic. Uh, Marion's hair grows really fast as well. But a typical hair, typical hair grows at a rate of one, two, or three centimeters per month. Two centimeters per month. I have a regular uh, hair appointment every six weeks to get my hair cut. Okay. So you're going to go with one, two, or three? I go with three. Oh, Gail's got one. 
Oh, you mean <laughs> centimeters? How mm-hmm. much do I have it cut? No, uh, what does a typical hair grow? It's a pop quiz. Oh, tell me again. The typical hair grows at one, two, or three centimeters a month. I'm going to say one centimeter. One is correct. Y'all, Gail is... She is winning. Wow. Oh, what she is prize winning. Do she I knows have. her hair facts. With <laughs> satisfaction of knowing yes, you. Yeah. I, brought, right. I brought all these people prizes tonight. Every one of them. I know. And Beautiful prizes. I, I'm going to have to go dig something up for you. Oh, that, that's good. Right. Wait, we're having, it's our regular meeting tonight. And uh, we always have dinner and try not to have too much wine and whiskey. Before we (laughs) uh, have our meeting. So we don't eat or drink before we do the podcast. You know, I didn't finish telling y'all about Cheryl Earl, the hairdresser. I have one more thing, and I think I've told y'all this before. And um, I went, I sat down. My hairdresser was Billy, but I sat down, and Cheryl Earl was all in a wad, all pissed off because... um, the lawyer, her husband that she was divorcing, or he, I think he was divorcing her, uh, and the lawyers got together, and Cheryl Earle's lawyer said that her ex, her husband, that's going to be an ex soon, one of his biggest complaints that she had never one time cooked him supper. And she said, and I told my lawyer that I'd have to slap that fry daddy on the bar at the Holiday Inn because that's where where that SOB is every night at dinner time. <laughs> you know, these lines remind me of Steel Magnolias. <laughs> this is a true story. I know. I'd go it's, home and write them down after every that, haircut. Y'all, I'm thinking that we should just go hang out in the hair places. Oh, yeah. You know, well, well we should go to the barbershop the barber across shop. the street exactly. from my yes, house. Yes, I've been saying I would love to podcast from the barber, barbershop across the street from your house. It's not only a barbershop, it's chicken. And a car wash. And a car wash. It's the greatest entrepreneur, entrepreneur I can't say Penural, the word, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial enterprise. enterprise. Well, before we go, and can I say one more thing about beauty parlors? <clears throat> I was looking up something about beauty parlors and came upon this article today. It's from The Atlantic. And it was written by Katie Henney, and it's called, Is Beauty Parlor Stroke Syndrome Going to Kill Me? Mm. And this article says, the last time I got a haircut, I spent the five or so minutes it took for my stylist to wash my hair thinking about death. Contemplating my morality is not so unusual an activity for me, but there are places I have counted on for a break. And historically, the hair salon was one of them. I devoted too much time to worrying. I'm about to succumb to all kinds of unlikely health crisis. But not ever, ever I could think up anything as likely to kill me as a hair salon. But then I read an article about something called beauty parlor stroke syndrome. Besides being a term perfectly engineered to startle all of us who are easily startled, Beauty parlor stroke syndrome describes a phenomenon by which extending one's neck over the ledge of the sink can diminish blood supply to the brain, potentially causing a stroke. Now, I'm not one to want to suffer every time I go to the hair salon from here on out, nor do I wish to offend my hairstylist by telling her why I have become so squirmy. It's very far, hard to find a hairstylist you like, and you can't go around accusing them of attempted murder and still hope they'll give you a decent haircut. 
So I got in touch with an actual stroke expert in hopes that he may talk some sense into me. Richard Bernstein is the medical director of the Comprehensive Stroke Center at Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Chicago and delivers his expertise to me in the patient, if not slightly brusque, tone in which I am accustomed in every doctor to whom I speak. (laughs) On a hunch, I asked him if beauty parlor stroke syndrome is a real medical term, and he said no. Getting one's hair washed is merely one possibility in a range of options that cause an actual medical condition properly known as a vertebral artery dissection from hypertension of the neck. A considerably less crabby, though ultimately scarier name. What seems to happen is that certain movements of the pressure on the neck can result in a flap-like tear in the vertical artery. Now, are we all suffering about our hair so far? It's a phenomenon that isn't altogether understood. This is the type of things doctors tell you to make you feel better, but it doesn't make me feel any better. I'm known to be a loud and forceful sneezer like my father before me, who frequently startled anyone in his vicinity. Was he telling me that I was to worry about getting a stroke every time I sneeze too? Well, no, not really. It's so rare, he said, that it's a waste of time to worry about it. It's unlikely and therefore really nothing you can do to prevent it. I asked him, was he sure? Couldn't I put extra towels and maybe a pillow under my neck at the salon or do anything maybe? Well, since you're getting up in the morning can make it happen, you better not sleep either. (laughs) Point taken. (laughs) Well, that's one way to avoid the beauty parlor problem. And the beauty parlor stroke syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) I have felt that when you lean your head back, though. It is. Like you were going to have a stroke? If you start feeling dizzy, lift your head. Yeah. yeah. Or wash your hair before you go to the beauty parlor. I don't let her cut my hair wet. She does a beautiful bit cutting my hair, but I want her to be able to see it. I don't want it to be straight uh, down with her thinking oh, she's gee. getting now, it No, mine right. does. It, well, she has to color it. And then once it's colored, then you have to wash it. And then it's wet. Uh-oh. And then she cuts it. Uh-oh. You're a candidate. Yeah. Hey. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 oh, ding, Oh, she has ding. a great hair time? wash. What's it, that? Uh-oh. It's time Wait, is it Mystic, Mystic Moment? Oh, no. It's time for Mystic, Mystic Moments, moment. and I remembered mine. Oh, good. Mary, Yay. now what is a Mystic Moment? Whatever you want it to be. Okay. Well, I've noticed um, that we often mention Marie Laveau in our podcast. <laughs> ah, yes. We've mentioned her almost as many times as we've mentioned Bigfoot, who should surely make an appearance in this podcast. We should invite him to come. I know. He has hair. <laughs> he is her suit. So I just, on the la- uh, one of the recent podcasts, we talked about uh, cemeteries. In fact, it aired today. And we talked about Marie Laveau's tomb. And I went to New Orleans a few days ago. And I just wanted to give the update to the report on Marie Laveau's tomb. You do indeed have to have a tour to go in. And um, my stepmother and I, Janie, went. We had to pay 20 bucks a piece to this sweet little woman who was bringing in folks. And there were a lot of tour guides with their little clusters of people making hand over fist and it's it was nice to I like I like going on tours but I would prefer to roam alone it was very disappointing that I could not roam around in the cemetery we got to Marie Laveau's tomb and it has been whitewashed and scrubbed you can still faintly see where people drew all of the x's where people thought if you 
put three X's on her tomb and turned yes. around in a circle three times, you would get your wish, which is not a voodoo custom. Um, and also, sadly, most of the the things people brought her, the presents and whatnot, are not there. You know, back in the day, I would see giant bottles of whiskey and even money and all kind of things. And there's just this tiny little smattering of things in front of the tomb. And a lot of those little things were um, hair things, hair clips and things you put your hair back with because the the leaving the locks of hair used to be a pretty... Powerful. Popular, powerful, yes, powerful offering to Marie. Sounds like Père Lachaise. Yeah, so there, I just am updating folks that if you go see her tomb now, it is not as spectacular as it used to be, but it, it's clean and it's pretty, and I took a nice picture of it. So that's my mystic moment. Oh, I'm just having a mystic moment right now. (laughs) (laughs) Among among the mystics? Among the mystics. And I'm looking around Mary's beautiful house and the sign right above the dartboard. And then a little bit further up, there's (laughs) there's some Howard Finster work. And then... Up above that, it says, repent. Jesus is coming immediately. <laughs> I've got a Where story. Where did you get that, that sign? Huh? Uh, my brother, he was a sign stealer. Um, and he had that one in his house, in, in his yard he, on a tree. He stole it from somewhere on the side of the road. And it is one of my all-time favorites. The immediately cinches it. And uh, it's we had it outside for a long time. And finally, my husband was like, you know, that's worthy of coming inside. So it now lives in a place like of honor too. above the Howard Finsters. Repent. Jesus is coming immediately. I've, <laughs> I've never had the nerve to si- steal a road sign. Well, that's not true. But I, since I've grown up, I've never had yeah. the nerve. But my favorite one that I did see, I think it was in Beauregard, said night crawlers this way. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's for all you fishing fans. But <laughs> uh, there was well, one I wanted I have, to steal in Boston that said uh, live poultry do fresh you have a killed. Well, <laughs> since we're talking about signs, I was on my way to church one day. And there is a little cleaning shop that I go by and they always have something out, you know, like clean. it's time to clean out your flu or something like that to remind you to clean and I walked by, I walked by, I drove by one day, and it has, we have strippers in a can. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed out loud in church. Prince every Albert. Time I thought Prince about Albert, that. too. You better let them out. <laughs> yeah, Prince Albert, too. Well, I had planned a mystic moment. I was going to um, give a shout out to a movie. And I'm still going to do that. But my mystic moment tonight was when we first got here, our uh, podcast machine was possessed by the devil. And and we all had a try at straightening it out. And when all else failed, we called my son, Rivers Langley, in Hollywood. God love him. And God love him. (laughs) And ask him what's wrong. And he couldn't think about it. But a few minutes later, he texted us. And told us, uh, he had looked it up on, of course, Google. And uh, he says, you can fix anything on Google. And I'm sure that's true. But I just list everything in our house that needs fixing. So when he comes home, he has his list to work on. And it makes him feel needed in the family. But I do want to mention that he has a podcast, too. And it's called The Goods from the Woods. And he's an extremely popular podcaster. And he has something now called 
patron or patron? Patreon. Patreon. It's a website. Patreon. And um, if you uh, want to, you can get an extra goods from the woods by being a Patreon, which I thought was kind of cool. Of course, we're all so busy that we're barely able to podcast, much less, less give anyone an extra. So please, if you're listening, um, subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to my son Rivers Langley's podcast, The Goods from the Woods. But the, <clears throat> the mystic mention that I brought with me tonight in my little notes was, uh, it was about a movie, and I loved it. It was called Jojo Rabbit, and I think it's up for one of the best pictures of the year. I'm going to say it, so don't spoil it. Oh, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. But um, the, pers- uh, the basic outline of the movie, it's placed in World War II Germany, and a young boy, I think he's seven maybe, um, has a imaginary friend, and his imaginary friend is Hitler. And it's quite a funny movie, mm-hmm. and it's written by, and I'm going to butcher this name, but Taiki Watiti, who is from New Zealand, and is, is, I understand his father is Mari. Um, and no. his mother is uh, an Eastern European uh, Jew. And <clears throat> it stars Scarlett Johansson, who's brilliant. And Taki plays Hitler. Sam Rockwell, who was in Three Billboards over... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. It, he's in there. And Archie Yates is the young boy. Um, but the reason I bring this up is there's since this movie was... Um, was nominated for one of the pictures of the year. He's gotten a lot of criticism of making fun of that horrible time for Jewish people. And I um, thought about it, and that's when I started looking him up, and his own mother's Jewish. But I think that when you um, can finally make something humorous you take its power away mm-hmm. absolutely and that's, and that's why like say. the talking heads that are so funny and the late night people are so funny are trying to deal with what they consider a very hard situation of course nothing as hard as war and death camps but still it's an example of how humor can lessen the power of that horrible time but I don't need to defend him because the movie defends him. Right. It's absolutely fabulous. Well, I wonder if those people have a hard time with the producers. Yeah, right. I was just, <laughs> just thinking, thinking of springtime spring time time for Hitler in Germany. <laughs> well, it's yes. the same thing. Right. That was and Mel Brooks. You know, so. <laughs> since that time, though, and Mel Brooks said this the other night, since that, I think it was on Sunday morning, actually, that people have gotten so sensitive about being political correct and that... They criticize, of course, the comedians because they're the ones that are most politically incorrect. Uh, that they're they're too stringent, and I totally yeah. agree with that. Well, and the comedians take the brunt. And um, I've watched some of the the shows, the Dave Chappelle one, where he was so completely. Um, but he is fantastic. He's pretty funny, and he is funny. you know. But boy, he can cross some lines. But you know, I, I, that's their they the, all do. the comedian's job is to put things in front of us and make us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we're and not we uncomfortable, can, they're not doing their job and weaken the power, right? With humor, you do you take it away? Well, I do look forward to seeing that movie very I do too. much. Where is it on here? It's well, it's down the street. 
Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we'll go together, okay. maybe, Margie. Um, I, I wanted to bring up before we get to the end of our podcast about people collecting hair. Do any of you have hair from your loved ones or pets? I, you know, I have my children's first lock of hair from their haircuts, and I guess they'll get that one day. Hmm. Yeah. Mine I'm won't. <laughs> <laughs> Mine won't either. <laughs> my grandmother left us. I never met my grandmother because she died when my mother was, I think, six. And um, but she left us with a long. What she what was called a switch of her hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, and and I suppose that's what it was going to be used for to make those. She had those big hairdos. Huh. I I've got hair from my dear friend Barbara Bancroft and a ponytail holder, and I have hair from my brother, and I have hair from my father, and I have hair from several of my dogs, and I have hair from all my children. Oh, that's nice. So I don't know why I have all this hair, but. Um, I do. Yeah. I don't well, keep it when, in a locket or anything. Here's a question. Everyone our age, well, Mary's our youngest, but uh, are downsizing. Are you going to downsize your hair collection? Well, no, it doesn't take up very much room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Probably the least. Just of a my couple of little envelopes. Little things I need to downsize. Well, there was something really interesting I wanted to mention, too, before we before we leave our listening audience. Um and that is hair's natural ability to absorb oil. Oh. And I read about an Alabama hairstylist named Phil McCrory, who was watching the news in 1989 after the big oil spill in the Prince William Sound in Alaska. And he was noticing that this little otter had all this oil just collected on its hair. So he, dev- he got a bunch of hair and put it in his wife's... <laughs> not while she was wearing it, in her pantyhose and made a boom uh-huh. with human hair and just did a test with motor oil. And sure enough, he was able to clean a baby pool where he'd spilled all this motor oil into water and clean it with this boom. And not only that, but he could then squeeze the oil out of the boom. So he sold this idea to, I don't know, the powers well, that be. What was in the uh, pantyhose? Hair. 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 Human hair. Well, how do you get enough human hair to fill up a pantyhose? It must be a size smaller than I used to wear. Well, he was a hairdresser. <laughs> oh. <laughs> missed the beginning. He maybe he was killing his neighbors. Well, he, he went into a business and people were using it to clean oil spills, but they found, and, and all they had to do was put it on the internet, we need hair, and hair just starts pouring in from mm-hmm. all over the world. But the problem with using it to clean up oil spills in the big ocean is that they sink, the hair booms sink. So they've used them on shore area cleanups with mats and smaller areas, um, and it hasn't really taken off, but I thought that was very, very interesting that it, well, it you know, does that. This sort of skews this subject, but have y'all been reading that um, they're asking people who care about the environment to wear certain kinds of sunscreen before they get in the ocean? Yeah, yeah. I so you won't you leave can, that oil slick. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember the details of that, but you can just look on your sunscreen bottle. You know, I think the uh, zinc oxide is supposed to be still the best. Yeah, you if know, you like with the white you look stuff. Like a white ghost. Well, now they make it tinted. Oh, so, so you look like a tinted ghost. Yeah, no, the no, best that ever is you buy. You just break down and buy the the long sleeved 
fishing shirts, shirt. the oh, sun yeah. repellent long sleeve shirts that come all the way up to your neck. Oh my gosh, it's just transformed my life. Yes. 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 I can go out in the sun. I don't want sun on my skin. Oh, yes. I just love them. You know, and I love that about young people now is they don't want sun on their skin. As we know, and Mary is our youngest, but the rest of us grew up bathing in the sun. And well, we were put goddesses. outside in the sun yeah. and left there until the dinner lunch bell <laughs> rang and put back outside and left there until the dinner bell rang and you could only show up if you had to use the facilities. <laughs> that was me. And we burnt to a crisp on the I beach. Know. There was no... But you're talking uh, about hair. Hair has a wonderful, you're right, ability to absorb and, you know, some Cigarette smoke. Well, everything. It does. They're also right. using cigarette um, smoke and hair mats in gardens in China, by the way. Uh, Marion had put a little note on that, but um, you can read what, about that on your own. What fur? Oh, I don't. I, you put your hair down. <laughs> it's, what yeah, fur? Oh, God. Ar, 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 ar. <laughs> Jimmy's <laughs> company was, he worked for a, um, a carpet company, and they were making carpet out of hog hair. Hmm. Bristly. Bristly. But it, it actually quite soft once once they tried huh. it. it was really yeah hmm hmm so hmm. hair hair <coughs> hair everywhere well i think we've about come to the end of our hair episode does anybody have anything that they've just are left anxious to say about hair we have a little gold in our hair there's a fun fact not very much we had a little gold in our hair yes yes minerals. it's one of the yeah. trace elements found oh. in our hair well um does anybody want to tell how our our fans can get in touch with us, or that, shall I do that? Why don't you do that, Mary? Okay, you're good at it. I'll do. Th- Ooh, there was a big old lightning right out there. I saw it. I know we are having thunderstorms. It's a good thing, yeah. Mystic Mary, and oh my Ooh. lord, did y'all hear that? Whoa. This is like living in Alabama. <laughs> oh my, the did y'all house hear that? shook. I felt yeah. that did it hit yeah. the house. I don't no. think so, but we are so. we are a Torcon something like four. For tornadoes. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we're we podcasting live from <laughs> Tornado Alley. It's <laughs> exactly Auburn, that. Alabama. Dixie <laughs> Alley. All right, so <clears throat> we're, we have a presence on social media. We have an active Facebook page, the Mystic Order of East Alabama. We have an active Twitter account at the Mystics Pod. If you don't like using social media, you can email us directly, the Mystics Pod at gmail.com. And why would you email us? Well, you might want to invite us to one of your parties. What kind of what kind of events would we go well, to? I like to go to garden parties. Garden parties. Garden parties. Book clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Gar- we go to a lot of garden clubs. Wine tastings. Wine, Wine tastings. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Pool parties. <laughs> Whiskey tasting. Uh-huh. Anytime you need. Uh, beer fest. Beer fest. Uh, uh, highfalutin literary events. <laughs> and obviously... Um, well, where's where's Katie tonight? Well, I love it. Yeah, at a music fest. Yeah, sure. Of course. So if you need some talented writers and entertainers, you can email us or reach out to us through our social media. Study clubs. We do study a lot clubs. of talking to study, study clubs, clubs. But our favorite people to talk to are the Rotarians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they give us all kind of marriage proposals. <laughs> um, our our podcast, you've already found it if you're listening to it. It's usually available on YouTube. We're having a little snafu right now. It's also on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you would give us some excellent ratings if you're enjoying it. 
And subscribe and tell all your friends. What does that mean to subscribe? Where does one subscribe? In any of these platforms, there's a big place where you can click that says subscribe. And that means that you get automatically notified when the next podcast comes up. Hey, if they subscribe and then email us their address, let's send them one of our new stickers. You can do that. If if you email and send the address, Gail will will send you one of our stickers. Or not. Depending on her mood. She might. You just never know. (laughs) She is the queen. (laughs) But if you're a cute guy, I'm definitely sending you a Okay. Anyway, you can learn more about us on our Facebook post, our Facebook page, especially. And we have a website, which is linked to our Twitter account and our Facebook page where you can get, it's just basically a landing place. You can go there for all kinds of information and you can order books and all the rest. Because we're the mystic order of East Alabama fiction writers. That's true. And remember, everybody, be the the flame, flame, not not the the moth. moth.